enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. My name is Monica, and I will be your host as we interview Amanda Hutt from Lorian Bridal. Lorian Bridal is the whimsical alternative to your normal bridal shopping experience. If this is your first time tuning into the Temple of Geek Podcast, welcome. This podcast has been around since 2012 and is hosted by a variety of geeks. We cover all manner of geek and pop culture news and events. As I mentioned, I have Amanda Hunt with me today. Welcome to the podcast, Amanda. How are you doing? Hello, I'm fantastic. Could you please introduce yourself to our audience and tell them a little bit about yourself? So like you said, my name's Amanda. Um, I'm the owner of Lorian Bridal here in Glendale. Um, and I've been in the bridal industry for about six years, but been a nerd my whole life. <laughs> Very cool. And you said you've been in the bridal industry for six years. What did you do in bridal before? So I have basically worked at, let's see, one, two, three, like four bridal boutiques in the past six years. And just basically the same old thing where it, if you've watched Say Yes to the Dress, that's basically my job. <laughs> Just putting girls in gowns, finding everybody their dream dress. That sounds like a cool job. It is. It's not too bad. <laughs> Very cool. And so what inspired you to open up your own bridal boutique? You know, I get this question a lot and it kind of comes down to a million different things. So at first I was thinking I wanted to open my own shop because I could totally do it. You know, when you start a job, you're like, oh, I could totally do this. You know, I could run this shop. And then you realize after a while, okay, it's actually a difficult job. So it's always been in the back of my mind that I wanted to open my own uh, just because I feel like it's something that was doable. But then I think, honestly, after last year, when our mutual friend Heather passed away, I had this feeling it like just like smacked me in the face like life is short do what you want to do <laughs> you know and I, I actually had told her about it and I think uh, just knowing that she would have loved this place kind of gave me the the kick in the butt to do it and I, I talked to her about it actually the day before she died and and just kind of promised her that I would do it so I think every time I think about how hard this is, I just think like, okay, it's not as hard as breast cancer and she would want me to do this. So that's kind of been my whole mantra for, for getting through opening a brand new business. Wow. That was my initial inspiration. Yeah. I know that was heavy. I'm sorry, but <laughs> no, and, and it's totally true. It is. It's interesting because you and I met at Heather's memorial that was another thing too, is like, that was one of the inspirations too, because I, I initially had it in my head for a long time and I really thought it all out. And I thought, I'm going to tell people about this, see what the reaction is, and then kind of go for it. Because if everyone reacted like, nah, that's a stupid idea, then I probably wouldn't have um, opened up. But everyone, especially at that memorial, was so, so for it. And I just realized how many people in the nerd community we're just so loving and and needed a a place like this to kind of come together and I don't know just feel that joy that the nerd community gives you you know exactly so tell us about your shop and like what is it about your shop that makes it special and more geared to like 
weeks. Honestly, it's it's a fantasy in here, <laughs> which is so fantastic. Um, I wanted to initially create a kind of whimsical place. And then I thought, what the heck, I'll go full out and I'll theme it. So Lorien is a big forest, basically. And I've got um, different themed rooms and dressing, uh, dressing rooms and seating areas. So in the forest, there is a bunch of different little forests from different fandoms. So I've got Fangorn over there. I've got the Forbidden Forest. I've got Endor over there. Um, and just kind of like all these little nooks of just little geeky things. But I also didn't want it to look like you know, like a five-year-old Star Wars bedroom. So I also had to make it a little bit classier for my traditional brides that came in that aren't as geeky. So it's it's very nice looking, you know. And maybe not even for the traditional brides, but also like their, their families that come in with them, you know, they might be kind of like, where are we? So you almost have to tease them as well. Yeah, exactly. My favorite thing has been last week, um, I got a girl in who was not really a very nerdy person at all but she came in and she's like oh it's so beautiful in here and oh i love that wreath on your door and i mean no one's really going to recognize that my wreath is in gallifreyan but it's it says welcome in gallifreyan on it which i'm guessing most people know is doctor who um but no, it just looks nice so i think most people that don't understand a lot of things in here just think oh that's pretty but for me and for a lot of the geeky people that come in here, they're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's something different. Right. So it's subtle, but very, it's almost like kind of like, like a, a nod to like fandoms. Yes. Yeah. Except for my Star Wars section, that's kind of over in the corner and I full on have some Ewok pillows and an R2-D2 pillow. And that's a little bit more not subtle. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. And so why did you decide to go geeky when when you decided on like opening up your own bridles? You know what? For years, I mean, I've done probably over a thousand bridal appointments and I started getting to know more and more nerdy brides over the years and I would I would get them in and some people would just come in you know wearing a Star Wars shirt and they put on a gown and they were like oh this gives me Leia vibes like oh that's cool but then I also got the people that were like no I'm having a Game of Thrones wedding I need you know so there's a spectrum but I realized that all of these people that came in looking for something kind of super fantastical and just different weren't necessarily getting exactly what they wanted. They were settling or they were coming to a place that they felt they were supposed to come to or wearing something that they were supposed to wear. Wherein, in my mind, if you're having a themed wedding, you should have a gown that really speaks to you and to speaks to that theme. So I wanted to give everyone a place that felt not only comfortable and fun, but a place that also had gowns and accessories and everything that really went with what their vision was for their wedding. Absolutely. I think I worked at a bridal salon over a decade ago. So many, many moons. Oh, wow. And, um, and mm -hmm. it was a fun job. And I, and I did that for a while. 
But uh, one of the things that I noticed is that when it comes to themed weddings, there's very little you can do as far as like finding something off the rack or just like, you know, designs are very generic in the sense that like, you know, you can pick different laces or things like that. But overall, wedding dresses kind of all look very similar. And yes, it really was like the accessories that would kind of make it more personal. And so I guess what what is it that you've been able to find that that speaks more to the geek? You know what? That's actually a good example is I just had a girl in last week who is going to have a very nerdy wedding. She's going to have a lot of different things for a lot of different fandoms. And she's like, I want something different in her gown. And I was like, okay, let's find you something. And she ended up getting a gown that is actually extremely popular. However, we added a cape to it. And she's like, well, now it's different. And I'm going to have, you know, this flower crown in my hair, or I'm going to have this in my hair. And I, I mean, the cape made everything look different. So you don't necessarily need to get a gown that's like, you know, almost like a cosplay, but you can have something like a cape or some sort of veil that just, you know, is super different. Or even if you put on a gown that's super traditional, but the rest of your wedding is super themed. I mean, it's your wedding, you know, do what you want. Like, I, I think that everyone has their own kind of vision. And if they put on a gown and it doesn't necessarily go with their vision, but they feel beautiful in it, you know, that's it. Go for it. I think she just really wanted something different and it ended up being really something that she just felt good in. And that's what, that's what made it. And I think on that big day, like that's the important thing, right? Is that you're not like worrying about what you're wearing. Yeah. So now that we're talking about accessories and we're talking about dresses, um, what kind of service do you offer? Like what can people find? Honestly, right now, it's just bridal gowns and accessories. I was really wanting to get into bridesmaids eventually, but that's a hard market to get into. <laughs> so um, I think maybe down the line, if I find a really cool line of bridesmaid dresses, I'll bring them in. But right now, it's bridal gowns, it's veils and jewelry, kind of just the essentials for the bride at the moment. And what type of designers and dresses do you offer? So we have three really well-established bridal designers, um, Maggie Sotero, Allure, and Waters. Those have been around for a very, very long time, and they're pretty popular, so people should know those. Um, but I've been fortunate enough to... Um, oh, I'm almost going to cry. I'm so excited. Uh, Nephi Garcia, uh, who most people will know as Designer Daddy on Instagram, has created some exclusive gowns for Lorian and he's actually going to be dropping them off in the next couple of weeks. Uh, those are going to be a lot more intricate and um, just interesting and different and kind of more of the themed thing that a lot of uh, nerdy brides are going for. I wanted to open the shop because I wanted to give a lot of my creative friends the opportunity to kind of just either sell what their art was or help with decor, you know, things like that. And I've been lucky enough to have a couple of my more designer type friends uh, give me 
some gowns and hop on board as designers as well. So giving them work, which is good for this interesting time that we're living in. <laughs> Absolutely. And for those people that aren't familiar with Designer Daddy, um, he is an amazing costume designer. Oh my gosh. Who has yes. made a lot of um, almost like cosplay gowns type things for his children, for his family, for, you know, and it has kind of taken off. He was very big into like Disney gowns and things like that. And the type of transformation dresses yes. that, you know, it goes from one look to another, which is extremely popular right now in both cosplay, but also in just like, um, in life, <laughs> in life and gowns, it, it's just really amazing, incredible designs. Yeah. So when I heard that he was one of your designers, I was like, oh, oh, like, wow. Oh my gosh. I reached out to him months ago, just thinking, why the heck not? I mean, I might as well. There's no way he's going to jump on board. And I got a message from him within a couple of days saying that he was super interested. And I cried for like two days. I was so excited. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. I mean, the worst thing he would tell you is no, I'm not interested. I'm busy or whatever. Right. And I expected that, but he was so, he actually said, I'm surprised that a bridal boutique wants my gowns. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> I'm surprised he's not selling wedding gowns already. Yeah. Well, I think he has like a lot of people asking him, can you make me this gown as my bridal gown? But he hasn't ha actually made a line of what he considers his design of bridal dresses. So He's actually designing some specifically for our shop, which is the most amazing thing. I'm so excited about it. I am so excited. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, thank you. And um, what are there, is there any designers that you can like tell us about? Because you mentioned that you've had friends and stuff. Is there anybody else you can mention? Yeah. So one of our friends, um, her name is Lynn Martins, and I guess you can find her everywhere at Classy Looking Nerf Herder. She's going to be creating some designs for us as well, um, probably towards the end of the year. She also does a lot of um, more costumey type gowns. Um, her stuff is going to be way more fandom driven, which I'm super excited about. So for the people that actually want to look like Princess Leia on their wedding day, we'll have that gown for you. <laughs> um, she's gonna be doing a lot more of those designs. Um, and as of right now, it's just those five, so those three um, kind of more traditional, but when I say traditional, I mean established designers. I went through their gowns and basically got a lot of their most interesting and probably most different gowns for us to have at the shop as samples. Um, so they're not necessarily these super traditional um, bridal designers they've got a lot of really interesting stuff as well i just decided to pick and choose all the most interesting things to put in lauren so got those three and then uh the other two that are the more up-and-coming bridal designers and uh you mentioned lynn uh classy yes. nerf herder and i've had the privilege yes. of seeing her designs come down the runway at the her universe fashion shows yes they i was gonna mention that has some incredible incredible designs um she's always she does i think she's done about three of the uh fashion shows and yeah she makes beautiful incredible designs one of them was based on beauty mm -hmm. and the beast the other one was based on a um you know the doctor who's tardis uh another yes. one was based on um oh harry potter i believe 
who's the other one that yeah based on mm -hmm. um and it's just it, she's so talented and it makes so much sense that you would see her <laughs> designs in your shop and convert it to bridal gown so i'm very excited to see what she comes up for with for you i am too i i think i met her at a convention and we share the same birthday so that's like what we started talking about because i was actually in a cosplay that she was like hey are you this person i'm like yeah and so we started talking got to know each other and all of a sudden all of this stuff started coming into my brain about the shop and i'm like okay i have to ask her first like some people are just brought to you for a reason <laughs> and i think that she was definitely given to me for this she's amazing she's purely talent she is so much talent I guess now that we're talking about gowns and everything, what you mentioned sample gowns. Um, when somebody comes in, what size sample gowns will you have available? So our average is a bridal size 14. So to kind of explain this, sizing is very weird in bridal. It's a lot smaller than normal. So for quote unquote normal street size, um, it's about two sizes smaller than that. So in bridal, if you're like a size 14 in bridal, you probably normally wear like a size eight, 10. Uh, so that's one thing, but we also carry a lot of different sizes in the samples. So I've got up to a size, I think 22 and then down to a size six, but I wanted to have a huge range just because I've seen a lot of bridal shops that just carry a sample size six, which not a lot of people are. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. I wanted to make sure the average was bigger. Yeah. I've gotten most people in here that I think over the years, like the average size that I'm ordering is a 12 or a 14. So that's what I should have in the shop. So that's what I grabbed. And, um, I can pretty much get most people into most of the gowns, but you always want to have bigger samples so you can clip those instead of having too small that, you know, someone wants to try on, but it's way too small for them. And that's the most horrible, horrible feeling. So I didn't get too many tiny gowns, but, but I still have some smaller ones for the little brides that come in. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. So now that you're having people come in, what is the shopping like in the time of COVID-19 because you opened during COVID. I did because I'm a crazy person. <laughs> um, you know what? It's been really interesting because as much as it's felt um, kind of discouraging, every time I get someone in, they're so excited still and they're so happy that Lorian's open. Uh, that it actually kind of makes it a little bit more special, which sounds weird, but it does. Um, it's It does make things a little bit more difficult. I mean, I have to schedule uh, more time in between appointments to clean and disinfect everything. The amount of Lysol I have in the back is crazy. Um, and I also have to make sure that everything kind of flows in a, in a way that makes it comfortable for everyone so that I don't have people coming in when another person's leaving or if I don't have walk-ins coming in. So it's a little bit different, but I think the hardest part is just not being able to see someone smiling 
or not being able to show someone else that I'm smiling at them, you know, right, because you're wearing the mask, uh, wearing masks is really, really, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy because obviously it is the right thing to do and everyone should be wearing masks, obviously, but I so desperately want to just like snatch it off my bride's face and be like, do you like this dress? Cause I can't tell. <laughs> you know it's, it, oh that, that's the hard part or like not being able to see a mom look at her daughter and like see her smiling that's that's kind of hard you can kind of see it in their eyes but not as well as you know as you would normally so that's probably been the hardest part but otherwise so you're gonna everything really else work just on people. your communication skills as far as like, yeah, hey, like that's yeah. hard yeah and like Every time I have to have someone come in and I ask them, okay, do you, um, like, what do you, uh, and I have to start out with this weird conversation because I, I have to rethink how I actually start the appointment because I don't, I don't shake hands now. I don't hug them when they leave. It's, it's a little bit weird. I have to just kind of sit them down and then sit far away from them and have the conversation about the gown. And that's, that's been the most difficult. It's just the actual interaction rather than the technicalities there's not that real connection between you and the brides right yeah and i'm a hugger so it's been hard (laughs) i understand completely you know and so uh before covid Mm -hmm. what was your i guess um how did you imagine it going or how will it be once the pandemic is over? Yeah, I imagined having a huge, huge grand opening. Honestly, I had a, a grand opening planned. Um, and I actually signed my lease in March. And we had known about COVID at that point, but it wasn't massive yet. And so I thought, okay, it's you know going to go away and it'll be fine. You know, by the summertime, we'll be fine. So... Obviously, I didn't think that this was going to happen. Um, I think maybe next year, um, maybe at like our one year anniversary or something, I'll have another like a second grand opening. <laughs> but uh, there was there like was a lot grand of things. yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm going to have a couple things during the year where you know it won't really be like a big group of people coming together, but I'll try to have some sort of party atmosphere in here for appointments during a couple different times during the year. Um, like for example, I have some fun things planned for Hobbit day and that weekend, um, in September, but it's, it's just been kind of trying to figure out what is the best way to make it exciting still for me and for them, (laughs) because it can get really, really discouraging just, you know, not having tons of people in here being excited about all the gowns and everything. Right, right. And, you know, I I don't want to say that this is for the best because this is a terrible situation to have to open in. But at least you're getting your practice in before you have oh, yeah. a bunch of people coming out. Wanting. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. And I, I did get a little bit of extra time to, you know, do a lot more to the shop before we opened. Because being someone who hadn't opened a business before, I thought, oh, you know, month and a half, two months construction, it'll be fine. I'm still doing paint touch-ups and I started like in April. So <laughs> I mean, wow. there's a lot yeah. to do in here. And and I think that it helped slow things down a little bit, but I also hate saying that because 
I mean, COVID didn't help anything, you know, it's the worst. And so (sighs) what was that process like? So you said, you know, when you started in bridal's sales and whatnot, you said, I could do this, you know, and now you found out that it's so much more work. What has that process been like actually turning your inspiration into like a reality? You know, when I started, I saw what our manager was doing and I thought I can do that. You know, that's not too hard. I can do my appointments and I can put in orders and I can run things. I can do that. And that's actually fairly simple once you, you know, get everything going how it's supposed to go. But I don't think you realize when you're opening a business, how many tiny things have to be done. I mean, you initially think, okay, I need to get a place. I need to get my inventory, but you don't think of all the tiny little permits you have to get all of the just legal things that come along with opening up a brick and mortar shop, which is so different than an online business and I mean, I had a lot of friends tell me, oh, it's not that bad, but they have an online business. And I'm like, okay, well, as, as difficult as that probably is, brick and mortar is like, oh man, <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. And it, and it varies from city, oh my county, gosh. state. That's the hard part too, is that every, every law is different. Um, every permit you have to get is different for, yeah, for different city, county, um, it's so many tiny, tiny things and the millions of people you have to talk to, to get things done is just, it's, I have such a huge respect for everybody that has opened a business legally because to do it correctly (laughs) and to get all the legal paperwork done and to get your taxes in and get your permits and everything, that is not easy at all. I'm, I'm still amazed that that it's actually been done. I keep looking around at this place. Like, I can't believe that I've done everything. It's, it's a lot, but it'll be worth it for sure. And now you have your bridal salon. I I don't know if I asked you this, but where did you come up with your name? (laughs) So I'm a huge Lord of the Rings nerd. So I always wanted it to be an Elvish word, um, without there being copyright problems. So if the Tolkien estate hears this, I'll deny everything. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I did want it to be an Elvish word. And funny story, actually, I thought I knew what I wanted to wanted it to be named. Um, but in December, a whole bunch of friends and I were actually at the movie theater to go see Rise of Skywalker. And the movie was delayed. So we were in the theater and... Someone comes in and says, sorry, guys, it's going to be another hour because the movie is still downloading because I guess that's how it works now. We were like, "Okay, so we've got an hour to just sit here in a huge theater full of nerds. And I had my um, dictionary of Middle Earth languages with me (laughs) because I'm that kind of nerd. Um, And. I turned to my friend Hannah, who was sitting next to me, and I'm like, so what do you think the shop should be named? Because she was one of the few people that had known about it at that point. And she's like, well, what are you thinking? And I told her Lorian, and she goes, oh, no, how are you going to do that without getting in trouble? I'm like, I don't know. You think of another Elvish word. So we sat there with a whole bunch of nerds in this theater and talked about what it should be named. Um, 
for like an hour and no one could come up with anything better than Lorian. So I think at the end of that night, it kind of confirmed that's going to be the name. It, it was a fun, fun night. <laughs> so Star Wars helped me. <laughs> Yay! Yay! So where can people get more information about your shop? So we are on Instagram, um, Facebook, Yelp, Google, all that fun stuff on Pinterest, um, at Lorian Bridal, pretty much everywhere. Yeah, I think so, everywhere. So, um, But mostly, most of my energy is going towards Instagram right now, so that I'll have most of the information on there. Excellent. And um, do you have a website or anything? So my website is under construction, but it should be up somewhat soon it'll be laurianbridal.com and if somebody wants to make an appointment with you, yeah you can, can either call us um or best is probably just to email info at laurianbridal.com or you can just message on instagram or message on facebook whatever works for you i'm looking at everything excellent and so do you have any last thoughts that you want to share with our audience before we sign off? I think just thank you for having me because I'm super excited to share the word of the shop, you know, just get it out there. We are super excited to have you on. I, the minute you told me that you were thinking about opening a geeky bridal shop, I was like, oh my God, what can we do to help? Like, this is so exciting. Yeah, yeah you've been so great. I've been so excited that you were excited. <laughs> It's, it's an, I think it's an amazing idea. And I, I know there's so many, there's, there's not enough places where the geek community feels safe in the real world. Like we have our conventions and we have our like, you know, geek communities, whether they're online or just like our friends. But when you get out of those communities, you know, geek is more mainstream and it's more, you know, kind of acceptable right now. But there's still that that line of where you just want to like be super enthusiastic and into whatever it is you are. And there's not a lot of safe places. That is actually one of the reasons I wanted to open this shop was to give all those geeky brides out there the feeling of comfort, like they were in a place that was relatable to them and that they were working with a stylist that was not going to be judging them for their nerdiness which I have seen before and has made me super upset. So what I wanted to give everyone out there is just a place where they felt comfortable, where they could also bring their mom who doesn't get it, you know, or just a place where they felt accepted and comfortable and just at home. That's so cool. And such a great idea. And I'm so excited. (laughs) And um, in for anybody that wants to see pictures or anything, we'll link it in the show notes and things like that. So this is going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek podcast. We want to thank everyone who tuned in today and especially our guest, Amanda, for being with us today. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter using the handle Temple of Geek. Do you want to check out some of our other episodes or shows? Why don't you head on over to templeofgeek.com? There you will find all sorts of content that pertains to the world. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit templeofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.